Shlomalechem Mishniyomi for Shabbat Ekev continues in Chapter 4 of Beitza Mishnah 4. Dalit, Dalit. Ein pochetin etaner, we do not open up a new lamp. Because you're effectively making a kli. Now what they would do if they needed another light in the room to enjoy your yantav suda, and you don't have another lamp, but you have a ball of clay, you could sort of form that clay into a quick bowl, make a little hollow opening, pour some oil in, stick a wick, and you can light it from an existing flame on Yentav, and you're good to go. However, it is forbidden to make a new kli, and a kli is, you know, it can refer to clothing, but obviously also refers to making a bowl, a lamp, a receptacle, something like this, which is used for a purpose. Uh, we don't make charcoal on Yom Tov either. Now, charcoal you might use in your grill, but charcoal is actually used as a kli by smelters, by uh, smiths who are melting down metal and need a hot fire. It's sort of a business practice to create charcoal so they can get a hotter fire. We don't cut a wick in two. Now, what they would do, and they still do today, to make candles is they'd have their hot wax and they would fold a wick in half and dip it in. So now two ends of the wick are dipped into the wax in two places. And then when it solidifies, you actually have two candles that are joined together with one wick. Now, when you want to form the clee, you know, the, the candle itself, you just cut it in half. And now you have two candles with one wick each instead of joined at the wick. However, this creates a usable wick, which is creating a clee. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda disagrees. He says, Chotin, he doesn't really disagree here, but he's going to give you an eighth about how to proceed. Chotcha b'ur nerot. He says you could actually cut it, not really cut it, by lighting it in the middle of the wick. And so now you're basically, your wick can be used in two lamps, in two candles. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, you could even take just a wick without the candles, stick it into two different bowls, and then light it from existing flame in the middle, and that if that flame is going to travel, you know, cut the wick in half and then travel along both, drawing the oil from both separate uh, lamps. Now, Mishnehei has another variation on making a kli. Ein shovrin et acheres. We don't break a kli cheres, a, a, you know, a, an earthenware kli. Ve'ein chotchin niar. And we don't cut paper. Litzlot bo maliach to roast a salted fish. Now, both of these things were used as sort of an insulation. If you put your fish directly on the grill, directly on the fire, it just burns up. The fish is kind of more delicate than a big cut of meat. So you put something as insulation in between the fire and the fish, such as a thin shard of pottery or even a piece of paper. We use sometimes wax paper these days. So even though you might be breaking a clee to get the shard or cutting a larger paper to get the paper for your roasted fish, you're actually making a clee a useful item. So that is forbidden to do on Yantav, do it Erev Yantav. Now the Mishnah turns to the problem of repairing a clee, tikkun clee on Yom Tov. We do not sweep out a tanor, is the, the hot oven shaped like a volcano. We saw this in the third paragraph of Mishnah Shabbat. A kiraim is a double stove. It's a rectangular stove with two openings. Now what's going on is there was plaster on the inside of these, and sometimes they get very hot, and pieces of plaster would fall into the oven, and you kind of want to sweep those out, because when you're putting your bread in and out, sticking it to the walls, you don't want plaster to get stuck to it. However, basically scraping off the loose plaster and, and shoveling it all out is tikkun, is repairing your oven. 
Um, the the Mepharshim bring the Rambam actually paskins if there's no other oven and nowhere in the oven to stick your bread for Yuntiv, it would be mutter to fix the oven a little bit just in the place you need for the bread for Yom Tov. The Mishnah has an Eitzah of all mechobshin, but you can press it down. If there's, you know, ashes and, sh- and schmutz on the floor of the oven and you kind of just need to get that stuff out of the way as you put things in and out of the oven, you could press that down so it doesn't touch your food. The mission continues, We don't stand up two barrels to put a pot on, on those two barrels, basically balanced so there's a gap in the middle, so you can sort of make a fire underneath in between the two barrels, and it will heat up your pot. You're basically making a stove. This is, re- resembles building bone, so it's not allowed on Yom Tov. We don't support a wobbly pot with a split piece of wood. You know, sometimes they split wood into, split a stump into triangles, uh, so that makes a good support. Uh, but the wood is actually muksa unless it's firewood. Firewood to do your cooking, your ochel nefesh, on Yom Tov is mutar, but otherwise is muksa. Vechen bedelet. And you don't use a piece of wood to hold your door open on Yom Tov. Now, if your kid at camp made a special decorated piece of wood as an arts and crafts project, and it's actually a doorstop now, it's a kli, and not a piece of wood, that might be quite different. Finally, the Mishnah teaches, We don't lead an animal using a stick on the holiday, because if you're using it with a stick, you know, you're getting it to move faster. It looks like you're taking it to market, to sell. Uh, Rabbi Eliezer, the son of Rabbi Shimon, does allow this. He says it's not it's not obvious that it's being taken for business purposes. Now, the stick in question here, he didn't just grab a stick off the ground. You can only do that, we learned, in the carpet for firewood. So we had like a staff or something, or a, a goad, we call it, uh, something that you use to manage your animals. Yashar and Shabbat Shalom, good Shabbos.